And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to another episode of Rooster Booster Time, Season 2, Episode 3. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. It's Mike, the Grand Poobah of the Empire Region, Parazzini. You got us two guineas here talking about uh, Rooney. And, um, you know, I think, as you can see with our introduction, man, we, we, we got some skills, Mikey. What, what, do you, what do you think about that intro? Absolutely. That that intro is straight fire. I think uh yeah, I'm definitely excited for this year. We definitely have a lot of skill coming in. So I'm I'm happy. I'm real happy. Listen, we had to step it up for the beginning of the season and um you know, it's 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 one thing to to do all this stuff and post edit. It's another thing to do it live. So I, I'm very excited. Um and you know, it's 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 celebration time and and I I didn't tell Mikey, but I I got myself a little something here. What? A little <laughs> alcoholic beverage. Uh, to celebrate, because because you know what you know what day it is. It's Monday for match just, day. Yeah. So let me pop some bubbly here for myself. Oh yeah, to match day. Ah, delicious. Um, so we 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 have a uh, star-studded show. Obviously, me and Mike. Um, we're gonna bring this show to you guys weekly. Um, our goal is to break down the previous games, uh, uh, previous match, what happened, any roster moves, any injury news we can bring you guys. Um, prior to matches, pre-match, so you guys know, we're going to do a pre-match show um, that goes through like the roster selections. We, we know we get those on Thursday, but we know they can change uh, with time. So a half an hour before any Rooney match, you will see me and Mike on here or on the new MLR app, hopefully. Um, they're, they're pushing it out there. So we're going to try and put on that. Um, if not, you can check it out here and, uh, we're going to go through, like I said, the, the a pre-match show based upon Rooney, what we think, give our predictions, that type of stuff. And then the, the Tuesday night show, uh, the rooster, the regular rooster booster time, we're going to try to do, to do through both platforms as well. And again, breaking down the previous match, um, talking a little bit about the current match and, you know, just giving you guys a chance to ask some questions and see if we can help you guys out with some knowledge and, uh, it's it's whew, man. I've been busy. I don't, I don't know. It's between the rugby rant. Um, I was on the bonus podcast with TJ Olson. I was on Brandon Smith rugby podcast. For those of you that don't watch that, it's on YouTube. And uh, he's a Welshman in Wales. He follows MLR religiously, and he talks about UK rugby. And he does talk about the MLR. And, and me and my boy the Hammer were on that. And now I'm doing Rooster Booster time. And in two days we got the commission for the rugby rant. I mean, it's like frigging Christmas, Mikey. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm happy for you. Like anytime I get to go on Rooster Booster is amazing, but you know, the fact that you do it every single week is, is incredible. And the fact that, you know, you're lining up all these great people to talk to absolutely amazing. And I'm hoping we can get some players on our show just for a little Q and a, um, in the next couple of weeks, it might be hard because Tuesday is usually the first day back at practice and you know, they, they, they're getting stuff kind of figured out and you know the headspace a player wants to be in but i'm going to try i'm going to try and maybe um you know if we decide on maybe like a um a rooster of the match maybe we can try and get them on for just a five minute segment on a q a um so if steven lewis is watching set that up for me buddy <laughs> um so i wanted to go through the roster a little bit so we i mean we have so many guys returning we have so many guys so many new guys signed um and for me i think um the the core of what we have up front has stayed. Um, you still have Nate Brakeley. You got uh, James Rochford. You got Dylan Fawcett. Um, Hanko Hermesice. Um, Charlie Hewitt's back there. Kyle Sumption. 
I mean, you, you have pretty much a, a the the guys who were there last year are still here this year. Um, but and, and they added, you know, sprinkles into it. Um, who do you think up front is is well about signings, the new signings? Have have you seen anybody you're interested in up front? Uh, I'm trying to think. Up front, really, not nothing amazing. I think it's everyone that's been signed has just added to what we've already had. So we have mm-hmm. already had a great pack. Uh, like I said, Dylan Fawcett uh, being you know the leader in that. I just I think that um, anything else is just a plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing that really kind of to me like stands out as an amazing signing for the, the pack, which I think is an already amazing pack to begin with. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I yeah, think additional I mean, nice support players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice you have you know Rob Remescu is back, you know, for, as that backup um, hooker role. Um, I see him getting a bunch of playing time. Um, I think Wilton Rabolo out of uh, Brazil. He really excites me. He's a young player. The kids are friggin' that, low. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just like when you think of a prop, he's like five feet tall by five feet wide. Like he fits that. Like it's hard for him to walk through a door. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I'm thinking yeah, I think some great sign yeah great signings um, is in a great support. But you know what, we already had an amazing pack to begin with. Just you know a little bit of building on. So I think overall a great job in the off season in regards to the pack. The the, yeah. the the backs is a completely different story because they just they went from you know here to to way up here, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they did, and and I mean, obviously, Andy Ellis, um, big flashy signing, All Blacks, you know who he is. Um, I got to see him during the scrimmage, and I got to be honest, he was just doing everything right, and his fundamentals were good, and he was learning to get with the team, and that was three weeks ago. So I think you know by this time for 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 match week preparation, he's kind of uh, gotten with the flow of everything. Um, you know, Will Leonard back back as as, as we know. Um, Stalwart on defense. Um, if if you, if any of you guys, any of you Rooster Booster watch the ten series, um, Will Leonard put on a friggin' show. I gotta be honest, he hit everything. I mean, everything. Uh, Troy Lockyer is back, and he's just as as fast and flashy as ever. I mean, he was doing some steps uh, in that <laughs> scrimmage. I saw. Um, you know, he when he had his debut. I think was two tries last year. 215 meters with like three or four line breaks, you know, how can yeah. you, you know, what kind of, yeah, it's a, what but a professional debut. You can't beat that, you know? So who do you, who do you like that we'd signed in the back line besides Andy Ellis? Cause we'll talk about him in a little I bit. Th- I love the Andy Ellis signing. Um, I would, I would, it's not even a, I would put it as almost, it's almost a re-signing, but almost not, not really in uh, Luke Hume because he missed last yeah. season due to injury. Mm-hmm. So we brought him back. I think that's going to be a nice, a nice addition to the wings right there. Um, I do mm-hmm. love the addition of uh, Connor Buckley as well. So, you know, uh, yeah. we've got some nice new scrum halves in here adding to, you know, a, a nice back line as well. So it's, it's looking real good. Yeah. And and Luke tried to kill uh, Ben Phone today. If you guys didn't check out our uh, <laughs> our Facebook page, our Instagram, I posted on Twitter. Um, he threw a hospital pass off from the sidelines to Ben Foden and and Rob Remescu drilled. Foden. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Foden had to take a knee after the hit. He, he wasn't expecting it, but it was a hospital pass. It was high. It wasn't crisp. It was slow. And I jokingly was- pointed out, you know. That was ugly. That was really yeah. ugly. 
Yeah, I, I think the point of that session was just they're trying to keep the ball in quick and, and moving, yeah. you know, because they're trying to be a little more fluid. Um, but yeah, uh, um, you know, I jokingly said this was this was Luke trying to get a start at, at fullback on Saturday, and then uh, GM Stephen Lewis liked it. So I don't know if it's as much of a conspiracy theory as I thought, because why else would the GM like it? <laughs> unless I was hitting that too close to home? Um, I think another guy, you know, the Fijian Apanisa Kakobalavu, Appy as they call him, the dude translates from sevens to fifteens very well. Um, he continues to move his legs through contact, and what that does is it sets him up to get the support in to help with that ruck instead of going right down like some some players would do. Mm-hmm. It gives him that extra three or four strides, which is an extra three or four seconds for his players to come over, ruck over, and retain possession, which which is great. You know, being on that wing. Um, obviously, he has a step and he can break through it. And God, if he has a clear lane, he's gone. Um, so I see them trying to get the ball to him. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, you mentioned Connor Buckley and he played great. Uh, I think I mentioned it on one of the rugby rants um, in the scrimmage. He looked professional. He looked experienced. You know, he would come into the breakdown. He surveyed the field and he made this, the decision and took the ball and, and there was no indecision in what he was doing. And I think that's what you like to see out of a young scrum half. It may not be the right play all the time at this point. Cause he's a young you know guy, but yeah. he was committing to that play. You know, there wasn't any confusion, um, which is nice to see. Um, well, Conrick Manis, another, he was playing opposite uh, scrum half. Uh, same thing. You know, he is, he has a ton of experience in Ireland coming. Um, and, and he, Looked again, another guy who looked good. He he was um, consistent on what he was doing. Um, new signing. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, Nick Savetta. We didn't even talk about Nick Savetta. You know, Nick. I don't think has has come mm-hmm. in from the UK yet. Um, from what I know, I think he's coming at the end of March. So you figure second week in April he'll be game ready. You know, I would say not that he's not game ready now, but hopefully, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just just back in with the team and 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 getting through the the synergy that needs you know because you don't want to break up that synergy. Um, I think right now the biggest news right is is Coach McWilliams resigning. Um, you know, Mike, what do, what do you think about that news? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, a major loss. I think um, you know he's mm-hmm. he's a great he was a great coach, a, a great leader. Uh, you could definitely see that you know the guys loved him and respected him a lot. And so to see him have to st- step down for personal reasons, um, it's a real loss to the team. Um, you know, yeah. I think you know we're definitely with him and support him. Yeah, um, and best of luck to him and his family. But uh, yeah, it re- definitely, definitely a little heartbreaking. Yeah, no, and and you know, we just want to shout out Greg and Sarah and their two little ones. Um, you know, we're with you guys. You know, um, I consider them friends. They're really nice people. Um, so you know, you got to do what you, you got to do. What's right for your family, and this is what was right for his family. So. You know, you yeah. got to do what you got to do. I think Marty Veal stepping into this role is, is what we're assuming. Um, and nothing has been announced yet. But I'm assuming the assistant coach is going to be moved up to that head coaching spot at this point. And I got to be honest, I think Marty Veal would be a head coach on any other team in the MLR. Yeah. You know, I think, it, yeah, it, I think yeah. We're, we're lucky that we've got depth in coaching, um, unfortunately, as it is. Uh, but it's it's great that we have someone that is that is able to step up and that does have the experience to step up and lead this team. 
Yep. And uh, Jason Zimmerman was asking about fly half. Well, we have Connor McManus and we have Connor Mc, uh, Connor Buckley. Um, I almost put them both together. You know, the, those Irish Connor kids. Uh, <laughs> Connor McBuckley. That's what we're going to call the tandem now. Connor <laughs> McBuckley. Um, but yeah, I think Connor McManus is going to get the start. Excuse me. This champagne is giving me such agita. This is such a bad, <laughs> a bad choice. <laughs> I wanted to and have a little fun. Um, but I, I see Connor McManus probably getting the start. Um, you know, he's he's like I said, he, he looked like to be the right decision maker. But I, don't get me wrong. I think you'll see Connor Buckley have more minutes than you would have thought um, when he first got signed by Rudy. Um, but yeah, um, I think um, you have Marty Veal and you know the GM Steve Stephen Lewis. You know, is a coach. You know, I mean, you know, he coached Jamaican Sevens. He's coached a bunch of other places. So, and he's very visible as a GM. He doesn't just sit back. You know, he's at the practices. He's on the sidelines. He's talking to the players. So he does. You know, Marty does have that support system in Stephen and some of that backup there. I'm I'm sure he's bouncing ideas and, and bouncing you know um, roster moves off him. Um, and you know, we're we're gonna see um, as far as the season ahead. I think the biggest news for Rooney. Um, besides uh, Coach McWilliams uh, resigning, is what's the test schedule going to be? Um, you know, and, and I talked about that on the rant, and I think you were on that rant, Mikey. Um, yes. Yeah, you know what what's going to happen with Rooney if you know because they're going to the UK to play South Africa and the British and Irish Lions and the, and the English team and whoever else shows up, I'm sure they'll they'll get another match in. Um, and really, at if they want to do a three-week camp into that, you're you're going to have to miss the last three weeks of the MLR season plus all the playoffs and the championship. So, you know, Rooney has, if you're going by the just the World Cup roster, has four guys, you know, in Fawcett, Brakely, Savetta, and Hermesice who are on that squad who are going to, you know, would be selected, I would assume, for that squad. Plus you have a guys like Charlie Hewitt, Troy Lockyer uh, could be selected. Um, Wilton Rabolo could be selected for Brazil for whatever international schedule he has. So I'm a little scared at the end of the season. I mean, I don't want to, you know, doom and gloom, but I mean, like, am I wrong about that, Mikey? No, you're not. You're not wrong about that, and that, I think that has to come down to, you know, selection wise. Like, you got to look at, you know, the MLR schedule. You got to look at, you know, who you're playing to because the, they put out that that possible schedule where it had, you know, mm-hmm. uh, USA playing the British Irish Lions and South Africa. So. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, do you want to bring your entire team and, you know, risk some good MLR teams losing, losing out on those players and maybe you don't win, but you get it close or do you want to, you know, kind of blood, you know, bleed those new, uh, you know, USA Eagle hopefuls against the British Irish Lions and South Africa and have them, you know, experience the worst time of their, their life playing (laughs) rugby um, and get it over with now. So it, yeah. it it just comes down to what what they're looking to do, and hopefully they don't you know you know bleed you know Rooney and some other great teams dry mm-hmm. of you know players um, to you know bring them over to to England. Yeah, and you know they're going to be playing. Uh, I would assume the quote unquote B squads of those teams. So it's not like you know you're really going to be playing against the A squad. It's not really going to have um, uh, ramifications for your. Uh, international ranking. So, you know, what do we, what do you know, what do we, are, what, what are we looking for out of it? And again, do we really want to take away um, the players who are going to be, you know, playing for the team? I mean, think about it. You have two, your two starting locks, your, your hooker, and one of your, your open, um, 
you know, one of your uh, loose loose forwards out, let's say, for Rooney. Plus, let's say they take Charlie Hewitt, right? So that means not only did they do both starting locks, they took a backup lock. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's again, I don't want to doom and gloom, and who knows how who Gary Gold is going to select, and who knows who's injured by the time these selections are made. Jeez, yeah, this this is a bad, this Prosecco was a bad, bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. Uh, <laughs> the but, the um, other thing I want to mention, too, yeah. is in that fake, in that leaked fake schedule, uh, someone made it so that USA was playing the British-Irish Lions on July 4th. And I don't know if that was some <laughs> kind of sick joke that some British person was making um, just to have, us, uh, you know, everyone celebrate July 4th and then watch, the, you know, the score as, you know, the British-Irish Lions, you know, smack us down. <laughs> But if that's the case, I that's think that funny. we should get a few French players in support just to make it a little fun. <laughs> Our Marquis just de Lafayette, a revolutionary rumble. Uh, yep. and, and you know, and you know what else would suck? Um, because that's the weekend that Rooney plays the second leg against the Free Jacks. You know, so you're talking mm-hmm. about those guys missing. You know, the the second leg of the Free Jacks, which you know is is we we. I know I want some revenge, and I want to sweep the Free Jacks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I honestly, if we lost every game yeah. and swept the Free Jacks, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I'm not okay with the, the the amount of you know um, anticipation and excitement I have for this roster. If we if those are the only two games we win, I would be like, okay, <laughs> not not really, but I, I want you know I want some wins from this team. And I think we could yeah, do no, it. I, I think we could do it too, and I, I think uh, the Eastern Conference is going to be really tight. I mean, you have a lot of snakes in the grass, as they mm-hmm. say down there. Um, between NOLA, Atlanta, Old Glory, Toronto. I mean, just what Toronto did last year, really they should they should have been 5-0 and and they kind of slept on on Colorado in Colorado. But I think those boys in Colorado knew it was their last go-around and played a little uh, with a little more intensity. So, you know, it is what it is. So let's let's talk about our first match matchup. So it's it's Sunday uh, in Las Vegas against San Diego at 7 p.m. So that means we're going to go live at around, I'd say, 6.20. Let's give us like 10 minutes. Uh, in between, yeah. you know, I gotta, we're going to have to figure out how to use this new app and the whole nine yards, you know, how to stream it and all that stuff. Um, so let's let's we'll we'll start our uh, our 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 matchup talk at, at six twenty, but I think we match up really well with San Diego. Listen, San Diego mm-hmm. has perennially perennially been one of the best teams in the league. Everybody knows it. Um, they just can't get over that hurdle of winning the you know going and winning the championship, um, and without. Ma'ananu, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's not like Ma'ananu is the be all end all for them. I mean, they, they bring in Rob Shaw, yeah. um, they lose JP Duplessis, um, but again, they, they've replaced all those players. I think the biggest thing is, and it, it doesn't even matter for this match. I think it more is, it's more going to matter for the, the second half of the season for them is, are they going to kind of lose out on being in Vegas and because they're going to be based out of Vegas the entire time? So, like, you know, are they going to be missing their family and their heads in the right place? But that doesn't matter coming sun, uh, Saturday. So, I, I, I mean, no. it's going to be a tough match. I expect to see a lot of mistakes on both sides. A lot of these guys haven't played competitively in a long time. Um, you know, we talk about the preseason, and, you know, Rooney played two intra-squad scrimmages. That was it. Um, I think San Diego played one preseason match. I can't remember. Um and I think you're just going to see a lot of mistakes. You're going to see a lot of guys nervous for that first hit. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be – I don't even have a prediction for this match because they're going to grind it out so much. I mean, what, the last 
you know, we played when we played them last year, it was it was close up until the last five minutes, and then San Diego broke out. The year before that, we lost to the death to them in uh, in um, yeah. the semifinal. So I mean, it's historically been tight, and I, I if it, I'll put it this way, if it's a blowout on either side, I'll be very very um um not excited, but surprised. <laughs> I'll be very surprised. There we go. Um, the friggin' champagne got to me already. A little, a little, a little thing of champagne already got to me. But I will be surprised if it's a blowout on, on either side. Yeah, uh, both these teams play, you know, incredibly tight games with one another. Um, so it, I, I don't think they've scored over thirty points. Either team yeah. has scored over thirty points in any game that they played. Most of them have been around, you know, twenty four, twenty. I think around that range of, uh, you know. For the score so it's 100 i think going to be a close game um yeah the only guy that i think has really played 15s within the past year has been rob shaw because he was playing yeah. for harlequins uh before mm-hmm. he transferred the only other rugby that guys competitive rugby that guys have played has been the tens tournament down in the bahamas mm-hmm. so who knows what's going to happen definitely i think a lot of um yeah not I wouldn't say scared, but you know yeah. a lot of anticipation, a lot of those butterflies in the stomach, which is not always a bad thing, but uh, right. maybe just guys kind of knocking off the rust, getting ready again to play, playing in a real competitive environment instead of you know just scrimmages amongst themselves. Yeah, and I wonder you know who's going to be the the magic man for either team. I mean, you know, San Diego has Cecil Africa, who we know is a great sevens player and with space can do a whole lot of things. And I'm wondering, you know, when he's marked fully on a field in 15s, is it negated a little bit, especially when you have a guy like, you know, um, Will Leonard back there who can one and done you on a tackle or, you know, um, uh, Chris Matina, another guy um, came into came into camp looking really good, looking svelte. Um, he's another guy who can one and done you on a tackle, kicking great. Um, Harry Bennett, same thing, can one and done you on a tackle. So you know, Rooney has a lot of a lot of – in their defensive backfield area, guys who can take you down in one-on-one tackles. And that's what I love to see. It doesn't have to be a big hit, but just secure the tackle so that way your support can come in and jackal. And I think that's really what helped Nate Brakely and uh, Matthew Bastro last year was having those backline players come in and they can come in right away to try and jackal. And it just it was it it, it was obviously successful because Brakely and, and Basta were killing it in the breakdown. Um I you know oh, Nate's yeah. work rate was insane. Um Basta jackled like literally. I think he had like eight or nine jackals in the you know four games he really played. Um, you know, doing the they were really doing the dirty work down there, and it showed in their gameplay. Except for that once that one match against the Free Jacks. Um, you know, I, I think we're not playing at Sam Boyd Stadium, so that's a good thing. Um, and uh, it it. I don't think we'll have those issues with the field like we did. Um, you know, Sam Boyd Stadium has like a very thin. Oh. There you go. You're back, Mikey. Um, yeah. Has a very thin. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Rubber. Yeah, I'm just talking about Sam Boyd. It has a very thin rubber mat to the concrete, so those bounces were insane. And as you saw, Ben Foden misplayed that one, and and you know ended up on the not top ten of ESPN. But we don't have to worry about that now. So it is what it is. So. Um, Mikey, so what if you you want to give us a score? Do you, do you have a score for this match? You think? Yeah, I'm going with Rudy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rooney by four. So I, I'm thinking it's it's gonna okay. be 
you know, 24, 20, nothing, nothing, nothing more than 30 points scored by Rooney, nothing less than, uh, 14 points scored by either team. So it's, it's going to be in that like kind of sweet 15, uh, point range, but from like 15 to 29 ish area, I think it's going to be in four points for Rooney. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'd say, you know, Rooney by three, Rooney by four. Watch, it's going to be like, you know, 73 to 69 or something um, because, you know, we, we said it's going to be under 30. But <laughs> so bet the over, people. Bet the over. Um, <laughs> uh, but honestly, it's going to be tough. You know, it's not like any other sport where we have a lot of, you know, we can go back and see how the teams have played and all that. And, and there's a lot of roster turnover on both sides. So it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But I say, you know, I, Rooney by three or four. And we'll see if we're right. Um, so now we're going to go on to guys we really want to talk about. Um, so we're going to do who we dis- who we're who we're going to pick who we think Rooney's going to. Uh, I can't talk. I'm telling you, a little bit of champagne and working all day, and all of a sudden, you. Uh, I can't talk. Um, maybe it's the CTE creeping in. But um, <laughs> we're gonna just, we're gonna make our prediction on who is going to be Rooster of the Year. So for those of you that don't know, in 2019, Dylan Fawcett was voted voted Rooster of the Year. In 2020, Nate Brakley was voted Rooster of the Year. So we're gonna come up with our predictions. So we're gonna select an honorable mention, and then we're gonna select who our prediction is. So Mikey, how about you go first with your honorable mention? You know what, my honorable mention for Rooster uh, of the Year is gonna be Connor Buckley. Uh, I think as time goes okay. on, he's definitely going to get the minutes to be able to be put in. Another scrum half, I'm just going to have to give it out to, you know, another scr- a scrum half because that's, you know, what I am. Uh, but I think he's definitely going to prove himself. Um, he's going to do well. And, you know, I think he's going to be one of the future players that, you know, for the long run for Rudy. That's that's a, that's a good one. I don't disagree with him being an honorable mention. I mean, you never know. Um, he could get more playing time due to injury, not saying yep. somebody's going to get injured. But as we saw last year, Alex McDonald goes out in, in the preseason. Uh, Trevor Cassidy goes out in the first match. And all of a sudden, we have to you know sign Charlie Hewitt and Hanko Hermesize. And they both played very well, considering they only got one or two matches under their belt. So, I mean, you know, rugby's a war of attrition. So, you know, you never know. He could be thrown into the fire. Um my honorable mention is going to be my boy, A-Train, Anthony Parry. I can't talk about him enough. I think he's it's one of those things where when he's on offense and picking and, and going, he always falls forward. He doesn't lose meters. Even if it's even if he's hit immediately, he's falling forward and gaining two or three meters, and I think that's um, part of the game plan that they want with him is to keep running that ball. Um, and I think he could score a couple more tries this year with, with some more minutes. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely my honorable mention. Um, obviously, you know, I have a love affair with my boy, a train, but I, I really do think he's going to have a breakout season this year. So Mikey, so who's your actual prediction for rooster of the year? My actual prediction for rooster of the year is Troy, the magician Lockyer. I think he had an amazing first game against, uh, Austin, um, Austin scoring yeah. those two tries. And that definitely showed how, you know, versatile he is, how he could easily insert himself in the line, you know, find the gaps in the defense and exploit them. Um, and he's in- incredibly quick, good on defense too. So I think uh, Troy Lockyer is, is going to be the rooster of the year. That's a good pick. I mean, let's be honest. He, even when he's, he's held down, um, he still gets those breakout plays and he's another guy who has that quickness. Um, and again, he just, even in the scrimmage, he was motoring and, he had a step and then he'd go. It's not like he was doing too many things. You know, he, he makes a decision on what he's doing um, and then just going upfield. Um, 
And he's so damn fast that if guys are are, are yeah. getting chased down, he can, he's on support. So I could see him getting a, a bunch of those support tries. You know that that the original ball carriers being chased down on. Um, that's a good one, man. So I've thought about this for a while, and I, I think a bunch of people already know. Uh, my prediction is going to be Will Leonard, um, another guy I have a love affair with. Um, I think he's just amazing on <laughs> Mikey, Mikey with the, with the big sigh because that's all I do is I fall over Will Leonard. I have a picture of my wife, my dog, and Will Leonard on my desk at work. You know, and I give it the fluttery eyes and hearts go and all that. Um, but no, seriously. But besides his ridiculous play on defense, and he's a heavy hitter, and he just lays the lumber when he hits somebody. His offense is quite good too. He's fast. He will run through you. He's not um, quick to just offload to offload. You know, he offloads in strategic positions and and makes sure that you're retaining ball the ball. That's another thing I saw in the scrimmage from everybody. It wasn't just this like um, offload to offload and offload and offload. It was okay. That offload might get picked off, or that offload's not going to be correct. Go down and start a new phase. And he's the king of that. And I think having somebody back there who can who has the maturity and experience to say, I'm just going to go down and I know my support's there and we'll just start it again. You know, he's the type of guy you want in the back there. Um, so my rooster, my 2021 rooster of the year pick would be Will Leonard. Um, so we're already hit 30 minutes, Mikey. Can you believe it's, it's this, well, this episode is pretty I, much over. <laughs> I cannot, you know, just talking um, Rooney, yeah. just, you know, time flies by. Seriously. And, and as we have more information and more things to say, maybe we'll go a little longer during our weekly segments. Um, and a uh, real quick, uh, my boy, Jason Zimmerman out in Pennsylvania is asking the word on fans being at games in New York. Um, unfortunately, Jason, as of right now, we don't meet the criteria to have any fans at MC park. Um, so as far as I know, there will not be fans there. Um, I'm trying my best to sneak in there. I'm trying to have Rick Salizo make me an unpaid intern. You know, I I'm fully vaccinated Rick Salizo and Stephen Lewis. You know, I work in the medical field, so I understand the importance of PPE and all that jazz. So get me into those home matches. So hopefully I'll be into those home matches so I can do the preview with Mike. And hopefully I'll be at MCU Park, and Mike will be at the Excelsior Pub in Albany, New York. So if you're up in the Empire region, Mike is having a watch party there. Hopefully when this new app drops, you know he'll be able to, to put it up there at the Excelsior Pub in Albany. Right, Mike? That is correct. Yeah, we're all set. We're all set up. There might be some drink specials too um, coming our way, uh, especially for game day. So, uh, yeah, come out to the Excelsior Pub in the heart of Albany and, we can, you know, let's watch some rugby. Let's watch some Rudy wins. Absolutely. Go check out my boy Mikey P., the Grand Poobah of the Empire region up in the Excelsior Pub in Albany. Um, moving forward, we're going to try and do some watch parties at our old home, the Pig and Whistle. We're just waiting for them to fully open up so that way, um, you know, we're not uh, taking away from them financially with all the restrictions going on. You know, we'd hate to, you know, take away seats on, on, on and, and take away the money that's going to be made there. So I have, I have ongoing conversations with my boy, my buddy Cormac down there, and we're going to figure something out eventually. So Rooster Boosters, thank you so much for watching. Um, don't forget to check out our pre-match show at 6.20 p.m. Um, this Saturday before the San Diego Legion take on our Rooney in Vegas. And you know what, fans? Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Me and Mikey definitely enjoyed doing it. And we'll see you guys all on Saturday.